Political Coffee, your one-hour thought-provoking news and commentary as you begin your day. And now, here's your host, Jeff Croft. Hey, good morning, everybody. Great to be with you. It is Thursday. It is a great day to celebrate freedom in America, even in Oregon. Assuming, of course, that we are doing things to help maintain or preserve our freedom. Sorry about that. Had to do something. So, one of the ways that you can do that is to show up at a rally for transparency at schools today from 1 to 2 p.m. We're going to talk with Amanda Smith about that at 622 this morning this is an opportunity for you to show up and take a stand for transparency in schools and we'll talk about that because it relates to a bill that senator kim thatcher has introduced also the kicker theft bill this is one of several bills to steal your average $5,800 or better um, kicker check, refund check. It's a kicker tax refund check because you've paid too much into the system and the system doesn't need it. Oh, they want it, but they don't need it. That money is coming back to you in the form of Oregon's constitutionally guaranteed kicker. Now, they want to change the constitutional provision about the kicker. That's what HJR 23 is all about. This is a story in the, uh, the Oregon Catalyst. This gets a hearing uh, in the Ag Committee, the House Agriculture Committee. Now, why would they do that? Hmm? Well, because ostensibly... They want to use the money or part of the money, your tax refund, to do what? To pay for drought water projects. Let me say that again. That's why it's in the House Ag Committee. Folks, it's going to go from the House Ag Committee to another committee called the Revenue Committee. It'll have to go to the Revenue Committee because it raises revenue. Now, an HJR is not just a bill. This is something that goes out from the legislature to us, the people of Oregon, and we get to vote on it. So they want to change the, the Constitution to steal not just this tax refund, your tax refund but all the future ones too. Now the question is, how much and how bad? Do they want it all or do they want some of it? What do they want? 
Well, I can guarantee you they want all of it. Here's here's the thing, folks, and this is the point. The Taxpayer Association of Oregon. Their story today, actually, it's from yesterday, in the Oregon Catalyst. Now, this bill has not been heard yet, but it will be on the 4th. Now, that's the last day that you can hold the bill or you can hear the bill and move it to keep it alive, keep it going. Now, here's the tactic, and you need to know this. The tactic is to pass it from the House Ag Committee to the Revenue Committee, where it can sit until almost the very end of the legislative session. It can stay alive. And they can use it at any time that they can buy off enough Republicans to get votes for it. Now, here's the thing. They don't need any Republicans to actually get this done. Now, there are other bills that they will have to get Republicans for. Bills that outright suspend the Oregon's Constitution and steal the money or part of it. That takes Republican votes. This does not. But here's the tactic. All they have to do is keep it alive long enough. And towards the end of the legislative session, they limit our ability. It's a time-honored tactic. We used it. They limit our ability for you and I to make comment or to show up at a hearing. Why? Because when you get to the latter part of the session, you don't get 24 hours or 48 hours notice that you've got a a bill that you're tracking that it's going to be heard you get one hour you heard me right one hour that's the time-honored tactic they want to keep it clear to the end so that they actually eliminate our ability to have anything to say about it and then they claim hey we gave them every opportunity in fact there will be other when you get clear to the end of the session they don't, they're allowed to not hold any let me say it again any public hearing even on a bill that has been amended wow they've already had a public hearing on it they say not on the amended bill but they're going to skip it this is how business gets done at the capitol it's despicable I've always hated it even when we did it and we did it, folks. So you need to keep this on your radar because you and I are going to need to be engaged in this. The kicker theft bill, HJR 23, which is a referral to the people of Oregon to change Oregon's constitution to make it easier to steal the kicker forever. So there you go. It's April 4th. You'll be able to make comment online. You'll be able to show up online and watch it. You'll be able to show up online and literally testify from your computer from all over the state of Oregon or show up at the Capitol and do it. Now, we're going to talk about this today in the war room. Yes, the Oregon Citizens Lobby war room is today. Starting at 8 o'clock, 
Actually, it's just me in there today, so it'll be about 8.30 before I get there. State Senator Brian Boquist joins us sometime after 9 o'clock, whatever it works for him uh, in his time frame, to come on across the street and share with us what's the latest about the plan to steal the kicker. Have they bought off enough Republicans? Can you trust people? Remember, we had State Senator Dan Bonham in the war room last week. I asked him that question. He said, no, there are no Republican votes to steal the kicker. Okay, are there Republican votes to do other things like vote this permanent change in the kicker in the Constitution? Are there Republican votes to vote it, vote for it? Now, by the way, a referral to the people goes around the governor. Governor cannot veto this or sign it. It goes directly from the legislature to the people. So we want to find out from Senator Boquist what he's hearing, what he's understanding. He's in the middle of all. He's on the Senate Revenue Committee. He'll also update us on did, in fact, did they, in fact, Tina, spend a bunch of money or is she in the process of spending money quietly that has been rat holed away in the agencies that they the agencies have been slow walking that information to the republican legislatures who've been asking how much money do you have unspent before the end of your two-year budget cycle the agencies have not wanted to share that brian boquist has been asking as have other Republican legislators. Now, Brian's an independent. He's not a Republican anymore. Rich writes an email. And by the way, the number to call is 503-589-1220. That's the Power of Buke GMC talk line, 503-589-1220. Emails to jeff at 1220.am or jeff at kslm.news. Rich writes, kicker money? Question mark? Jeff, I may be wrong, but I don't remember ever getting a kicker check just to credit. So am I wrong? Yes, you are wrong. When I was in the legislature and we had kickers, we sent them out as checks. One year, we sent it out as a check in December, just before Christmas. The Democrats changed it to a tax credit because they want to hide the benefit of it, the emotional benefit of it, to the taxpayer. That's why they changed it to a credit now. One of the scams that they are talking about is this. The scam is that maybe they, Tina spends a bunch of this unspent agency money quietly, and then all of a sudden, boom. Democrats say, oops, we're short a bunch of money. You Republicans have to help us balance the budget. So you need to vote to suspend the Constitution, and we need to steal part of the kicker. And... The deal we'll make with you, if you do that, is the deal we'll make with you is that we'll send it out, partial kicker check to the people in the form of an actual check this time. It's not going to be a credit. We'll change it to a check because they want to look good. And the average person We'll see a check arrive in the mail. They have no clue they're getting this massive amount of money back instead of getting, they don't know that instead of getting $5,800 per household is the average. They don't know that it was that much. 
because they're going to get a check for maybe a thousand or fifteen hundred, and they think Eureka, Hallelujah, I'm saved. No, you're not. You're not paying attention. Corby writes an email about bioweapons deaths. This is an Infowars story. Groundbreaking analysis. COVID vaccines caused 300,000 excess deaths. 1.47 billion in damage to the economy in 2022 alone. By the way, Corby, I want to say thank you to you. I never have thank you um, appropriately for sending me that great Donald Trump coin. You and your wife, I, I was looking at things yesterday and I found your note and that coin. And I want to say thank you for that. I want to say that on the air. I really appreciate it. Many of you, by the way, have left uh, gifts for me, books and other things at the radio station. I am very grateful for that. And if I have not thanked you personally, please take it as a thank you now. Which reminds me, next Monday night is the political coffee clatch. We're going to get an update on a number of things, including hearings about what's going on in the state capitol. But also, Army is going to be back again to give us a slide presentation specific to how the shot changes your DNA and how we can fix it. That's the Political Coffee Clatch at the Honky Tonk Bar and Grill next Monday night starting at 6 p.m. Back in a moment at 6.20. Mute my mic and you're with Jeff. Call Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. Is 22 minutes past the top of the hour. Great to have you with us here on Political Coffee. 503-589-1220 is the power of Buick GMC talk line. 503-589-1220. Emails to Jeff at 1220.am or Jeff at kslm.news. By the way, there's a, another fake news story uh, in the fish wrap newspaper, the Oregonian, about the assault weapons ban. And did the actual data show a uh, decline in assault or, or rather deaths and mass shootings from the assault weapons ban? It's not written by experts, written by medical physicians. That's interesting. But it's easy to see how they've cherry-picked the information. And the note of this article is this. They admit, quote, from the article, it is also important to note that our analysis cannot definitively say that the assault weapons ban of 1994 caused a decrease in mass shootings nor that its expiration in 2004 resulted in a growth of deadly incidents in the years since. There you go. That's all you need to know. It's more fake news. But you may run into somebody in your world 
who says, I agree. Joe Biden says we ought to have an assault weapons ban. By the way, the gun that the tranny shooter used to murder these Christians, including the three kids, used not rifle rounds. It used pistol rounds. Was that an assault weapon? Not under the definition of the federal government that these doctors are quoting. Funny how that is. Also funny... No, not so funny is what's happening in our schools and the non-transparency of the curriculums out there. Because they don't want you as parents to know what's actually being taught to your kids. Well, Kim Thatcher, State Senator Kim Thatcher, has a bill to deal with that. And joining us is Amanda Smith. Amanda, good morning. You're going to talk about this rally going on today, huh? Yeah. So good morning. How are you? Fantastic. Um, so, yeah. So Lyndon, Linda Farrington, she does the SK We Stand Together. Um, they are putting on a rally at the Salem Capitol, and it looks like they are going to meet from 1 to 2 p.m. on the Salem Capitol steps on the State Street side of the building. And then they're asking that everybody wears white to symbolize transparency. And then the hearing is actually at 3 p.m., and that's when they'll go inside, I believe. And then testimonies will be accepted for 48 hours until Friday at 3 p.m. after the hearing. Um and so this is just kind of, yeah, like you said, transparency in our schools. What are you teaching our schools? Put it up online. Give us the details. I don't know if you heard about the uh, school in Eugene. They were asking the kids, what's your sexual fantasies? Yes. As if that's appropriate to be asking our children. Right. Right. So, and it is a battle cry for those of us who are parents or grandparents who care about public education and what's being taught. This kind of, exp and, and nobody would have known that until a kid brought it home to their parent and said, I don't like this. And the parent got, if you're talking about the Eugene situation, got all up in arms. And this, Amanda, then gets used in bills like this to have rallies, to create public awareness, and also then to, to give the impetus for parents who are fed up with this nonsense actually go run for the school boards and that's exactly what's happening exactly gene it's it's scary in all honesty the schools are trying to take over our parenting in a sense um you know i mean if you're transgender oh they'll give you a dress to wear at school and we won't tell your parents oh you want to set up to look see what it looks like to transition we'll set that up without telling your parents that's not your place that is not your place. And then, you know, shutting out parents from school board meetings and things like that, bringing that back is important as well. So this is a great step in the right direction. So I encourage all of our listeners to show up if they can um, from 1 to 2 p.m. at the state capitol. And then the hearing is held at 3 p.m. Okay, so it's actually going to be, uh, it would have to be at the fountains, correct? Across from the steps of the Capitol because that's all closed off due to construction, right? Yeah, good point. Yeah, well, here in the email she wrote me, she, yeah, it just says meeting from 1 to 2 p.m. on the state, on the Capitol steps on the street side, state street side. But yeah, yes. you're right. It's all blocked off. We were just there. Oh, on the state street side. Hmm. Is that a different side? I guess it is, huh? Yeah, Court Street is on the north side by the fountains, I believe. Yeah, I th you're right. State Street would be uh, where Willamette University is. Yep. 
Well, then, you know, they would have to do that on the sidewalk or Willamette University because there is not much room on the State Street side. There is some where you can still go up and, and that's how you really enter the building is on the right. State Street side. Yeah. And then this is uh, just for this is Senate Bill 409 for those of you that would like to look it up. 409. Again, this is Kim Thatcher's bill that says the curriculum has to be available online. Oh, it looks like so Senate Bill 409 and House Bills 3066 and 3067 um, is what they're representing today on their flyer. Okay, there you go, folks. And again, what time is it? Uh, they're meeting from 1 to 2 p.m. And then the hearing actually starts at 3 p.m. Okay, meeting from 1 to 2, the hearing starts at 3. Friends, if you've never attended a legislative hearing, this would be a great opportunity to do it. And what more of an important issue? Uh, quickly, in the last uh, 30 seconds, what are you and Terry talking about today? So we've actually got Jen from Beloved Cheesecake out in Silverton. She's coming in and joining us for all the segments. And we're going to talk with her. She's talking about how she's going to go to a reawaken tour uh, coming up in May, I believe. She spoke at the one in Tennessee. Awesome. Thank you, Amanda. Yes, thank you, Jeff. Meet today, folks, if you care about transparency and education. One o'clock, Capitol on the State Street side. Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. We are back. Great to have you with us. 503-589-1220 is the power of Buick GMC talk line. 503-589-1220. Emails to Jeff at 1220.am or Jeff at KSLM.news. Now, I've got an interesting email from a yeah state employee who shall never be named about, well, it's headlined, Unconscious Bias. And and I'm, I'm going to give you the gist of it because it is a long email, but it is well worth it. And they're saying it has to do with this shooting by the tran tranny in Nashville of those Christians. By the way, there's this, if you've, if you've missed this, uh, there's a whole organization out there of trannies pushing gun violence. Yes. Mainstream media doesn't want you to know that. I will say this, even as bad as Fox is sometimes, they actually covered this last night. It's about time. I'll read this email in a moment. Again, 503-589-1220 is the power of Buick GMC talk line. 503-589-1220. Emails to Jeff at 1220.am or Jeff at KSLM.news. Freedom Heating and Air will keep you warm. Apparently, we may have another wintry snow mix. We've got a nasty weekend coming at us. I hate to say that. 
lots of rain and cold temperatures. If you're not comfortable at home or in your business and your customers aren't comfortable, you should give Freedom Heating and Air a call. They'll come out to your home or your business right away, assess what's going out, figure out a plan how to fix it, and then they'll come out and fix it. One of the ways they've built such a great business in the Mid-Valley area here for over 50 years. Freedom Heating and Air. Give them a call. 503-580-1456. Check out their website that lists all of the great services they offer to you that benefit you and make your life better. Freedomheatingandair.net is their website. It's all one word. Freedomheatingandair.net. Net. So here's the email from a state employee who shall never be named. Says a friend works for uh, the Department of Human Services. Told him in the past mass shootings that the director would send an email to employees lamenting the tragedy and the increasing violence in society. And of course, blaming it on uh, the dominant culture which is code word for white male, okay? He would seek to console employees and encourage individuals to take time off if needed to process the tragedy. And that counselors were available for anybody to meet. Various other resources would be offered to those who are traumatized by the tragedy. But with this last one in Tennessee, the murder of six Christians, three of them children at nine years of age, by the 28-year-old female, him, her, whatever, tranny person. No email was sent by the director to employees. No lamenting of the lives that were taken at the Christian schools and no references to the identity and mental state and motivation of the assassin. It happened, of course, just before what's going to happen tomorrow. The Transgender Day of Vengeance. No lamenting or trauma or offering of trauma or grief counselors or sadness expressed for the evils of contemporary society. No veiled blame to design to vilify gun owners who are transgender radical activists. And no recognition, this person writes, that this evil was conducted by a mentally ill, transgender, anti-Christian, and vengeful assassin. The thing is that this tragedy goes against the narrative promoted by the diversity, equity, inclusion crowd. That white Christian young men are the ones solely responsible for the violence and injustices of society. And maybe that's why no mention was made, no email was sent this time to console state employees over this most recent tragedy. That's exactly right. It goes against the narrative promoted by those transgender-promoting government bureaucrats and the social media and the culture, in the mainstream media anyway. That diversity, equity, and inclusion crowd, those people, it goes against their narrative. And the narrative is that it's white, Christian, young men, that are solely responsible for the violence and injustices of society. It's a lie. This is where you come in. 
This is where you come in, in sharing the truth about the tranny community, what they're doing, how violent they are. You can do that in conversations with people. So when they talk about the assault weapons ban, and by the way, there's the Gateway Pundit story here about how this leftist black congressman just loses it. It's an interesting video. You can watch it on the Gateway. Lose it is it in the hallway with another member of the Congress, a white Republican from Kentucky by the name of Thomas Massey. And it's all about the assault weapons ban. So again, I want you to read the article. I'll have it on the show plan today about did the assault weapons ban actually work when it was in place? Got to read between the lines. Gateway Pundit, by the way, has a whole number of stories. One of them is that Merrick Garland, the U.S. Attorney General under Biden, got caught lying under oath. You see, he was exposed for telling U.S. Marshals not to arrest the leftist protesters outside of the Supreme Court justices' homes. Remember that? But he called for more than a thousand arrests of Trump supporters, some of who were just standing outside the U.S. Capitol on January 6th and never went in. And you got to love, by the way, the video of Matt Gates grilling uh, the chairman of the Joint Chiefs, General Milley, about drag shows on military bases and racism. You got there's a lot more, and we'll get to it. But we got to get to the phones. 503-589-1220 is the power of Buick GMC talk line. 503-589-1220. Emails to Jeff at 1220.am or Jeff at KSLM.news. We'll start first with Gary and then move to Tim. Gary, good morning. Hey, Jeff Godax. Go Beeves. So what kind of society would jab women with uh, testosterone? I mean, it's it's a it's a very dangerous compound. It's tough enough for men to deal with it, you know, having to deal with it from childhood because it makes you so aggressive. Uh, but to stick women with it, uh, you know, 20 years old, you're just begging for mental problems, uh, acting out, uh, killings, suicides, everything else. I mean, homosexuals group has one of the highest suicide rates in the world and now you're you're pumping g- girls with uh with testosterone what a how bad an idea is that well you know what you're saying about the suicide rate that's just a fantasy from the right wing extremism that are the anti-vaxxers don't you know gary there's no real data to support that yeah. the problem is they don't give us the data, especially the teen suicide data, do they, Gary? No, they don't. It's, it's the same uh, people that are hiding the data from the jab. Uh, same thing. Every one of these battles is the same lie that the, the Democrats run on America. They're very good at solving problems that don't exist, not so good about solving problems that do exist. Like the Gateway Pundit story that I alluded to earlier in the show is that the 2022 alone U.S. vaccine damage 
This report shows $148 billion in economic damage and over 26 million people injured. And that's just in 2022. That's unbelievable. Uh, and not one piece of that had any effect on the, va- uh, on the virus. Not one piece slowed it down did anything, saved one, you know, person from catching it. And, you know, uh, Army's got plenty of proof that uh, the, the the virus was not nearly as deadly as they made it out to be, except the protocols made it as deadly as they could make it. We're at, uh, we're at the uh, diner, uh, Black Bear Diner, tonight at 6 o'clock. But she's going to be up on Rumble. She's on Rumble now. Um, Forest for Oregon, if you're on Rumble. And you can see her... Uh, see your uh, speeches all right thanks go beeves and go get, hang on i'll get you on the other side of the break Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. It's 10 minutes till the top of the hour. 503-589-1220 is the power of Buick GMC Talk. And we're going to get to Tim and Amon. If you missed Tucker Carlson's epic open last night, you can watch it. And you should. Because he nails the reason why transgenderists hate Christians. You know why it is? Because we refuse to bow down and worship a false idol. That's exactly right. We won't. We're not gonna. And that's what transgenderism is. It is a false idol. Somebody else who's a person of faith is Eric Azer, Righteous Renovations. Check out his website, RighteousRenovations.com. He lives his faith in how he treats you as a customer, especially if you hire him to do one of his specialties, and that is a bathroom or a kitchen remodel. Lots of great pictures and customer testimonials, satisfied customer testimonials on his website. Go to RighteousRenovations.com. That's Righteous innovations.com let's go to tim and then we'll move to jess tim good morning uh, good morning jeff since you have another caller on the line i could wait and talk to you in the uh no, go ahead when we meet at the, I, okay i testified on house bill 3348 and what involved was the department of education doing a study to uh determine the impact and cost of feasibility of taking the Salem-Kaiser um, threat assessment and put it throughout the state. I testified that under certain assumptions that the Department of Education maintains a current review of the threat assessments, assessments for all school districts. Two, it is aware of the impact, cost, and or savings in order to implement the Salem-Kaiser assessment system, and last, is aware of the time necessary for implementing the needed legislative support. 
if need, if need is intimate, why is it the report due no later than September 15, 2024? The Department of Education is more than capable to give you an executive summary in a week. Yeah, they are. But they are not interested in being efficient. They're not interested in being effective. They're only interested, Tim, in pushing the radical leftist agenda, which is all about culture. It has nothing to do with education. The That's community didn't have any questions. Yeah. Tim, are you showing up in the war room today? Senator Boquist is going to be joining us around 9 o'clock, 9 to 9.30. Well, I have a donut delivery. <laughs> That's right, folks. Tim brings donuts. I appreciate it, Tim. We have free coffee. We are in the Ike box. I'll be there about 8.30. In the Ike box, across from the Capitol at Chemeketa and Cottage, in the Bay Room, which is on the first floor behind the stage. There'll be fresh donuts because Tim brings them, and there'll be free coffee. Thank you, Tim. I appreciate it. We'll see you then. Julie writes an email about the horrible shooter. Number A, she, she writes, we need to know the results of the toxicology report of this person. The drugs given can create a rage not unlike that of steroids. Yeah, the police chief said that this person was under psychiatric care. That means drugs. And then B, she writes, of course this shooting is a hate crime. All murders our hate crimes. Let's go to Jess. Jess, good morning. Morning. Well, so much to talk about. So many things I know. interweaving with one another. Um, on one hand, you know, I've been talking about the police situation, and surely we need to augment our security situations at our schools. I pushed for that back in 2010, 11, with the Salem uh, School District number five, and that was rejected outright. Um, and on the other hand, I'm hearing that our state legislature currently is proposing a, a, a new gun ban bill, a permit bill that uh, supersedes uh, the language of 114, and even grandfathers backwards, like say if I bought a 30-round a, a mag for my rig this past summer, uh, that now suddenly I'm a criminal. And so on one hand, I see the, the honor and the duty and the commitment uh, you know, and I mean, like the shooting going in, clearing the building, they did that excellently. That was textbooks. I love it. It gets my juices flowing because it brings back memories. And, uh, but on the other hand, I think, okay, so what if these fools pass this new gun ban law? Will these same honorable police officers, you know, push that policy and, and arrest me and commit me to jail because of something that they know is unconstitutional and they've taken an oath to uphold that constitution so i'm i'm literally ripped in half on how i should feel what should i want well, you should always want the truth you should yes. always want what's right ultimately but you have to look see, at it from what everybody seems to compete for what is the definition of right just like the transgender community versus uh, the Christian community, if you want to put it in those terms. We don't accept that uh, stuff. We know it's wrong uh, biblically. We know it's wrong spiritually. We know it's wrong even, you know, uh, grammatically or whatever. I'm not playing those 
I don't even know what binary means. I'm so confused. And I don't want to know. It's all ridiculous. So they don't cotton to our point of view because, as you pointed out, we won't bow down and accept what we would call their sin. And instead, we prefer to call it out, which we're supposed to. Exactly. You know, but doing so then puts ourselves in danger of being assaulted by the radical trannies, like the ones yesterday in the Capitol in Kentucky who dressed as Satanists, the radical <laughs> trannies. That's yes. what happens. But we have to stand firm because you can still hate the sin, but love the sinner as Christ did. That's my advice. Thanks, Jess. I got to go. Thank you. Because Lee asked the same question. Have you ever wondered how one person can hold a belief and another hold a different belief and still respect each other, but another person thinks the other belief is wrong and goes on the attack to force the other to change their belief? Isn't that partly what led many to flee their homes in pursuit of living in a country that allows the person to choose? Oh, forgive me, that's history. Schools stopped teaching that years ago. Friends, join us today in the war room from 8.30 to 3. Senator Boquist will be there sometime between 9 and 9.30. It's at the Ike Box in the Bay Room, behind the stage. Come and join us. Free donuts, free coffee, but more importantly, learn how you can stand up for your rights and your freedoms because that bunch across the street at the Capitol is trying to steal them every single day. And they think they're doing the right thing. It's insidious and it's wrong, morally and ethically. Also, Sunday night at the River Church, Dr. David Clements. I'll get more on that tomorrow. All about how you have to be aware of how the election steal is happening. He's got a PowerPoint presentation. It's from 6 p.m. in the chapel. Sunday night, I'll be there.